0: Often in our conversations, whether those be face-to-face in person or by email or text message or whatever, we may end that conversation with these words. Take care. Anybody ever do that before? take care and uh, we mean something to the effect of take care of yourself be well and it's a good parting sentiment in today's gospel lesson in which jesus speaks of the destruction of the temple in jerusalem as well as signs that will signal the end of this present age, Jesus speaks twice using a word that can be translated, take care. The original root word here means to see. And actually, if we were to read on through the rest of Mark chapter 13, and I encourage you to do that, go home and later today read the whole of Mark chapter 13 we would find that Jesus speaks this same word two more times in the rest of the verses in chapter 13 which follow. The translation used in our worship bulletin today the English Standard Version renders the word "see." That's in verse five there, chapter 13c. And in verse nine, be on your guard. And these are accurate, no problem whatsoever. But I like the emphasis and the connection with take care as the Lord Jesus calls on us, his children, to take care and so be ready for the day of his coming. And that is the theme then for the message on this second to last Sunday of the church year. Take care. May the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching and the hearing and the living of his word for Jesus' sake. You know, Mark chapter 13 is sometimes known as the little apocalypse. It is the longest uninterrupted course of private instruction that Jesus gives to his disciples in the whole of Mark's Gospel, right here in chapter 13. And it takes place on the Mount of Olives. So the Mount of Olives is here, and over here is the Temple Mount of Jerusalem, and between them is the Kidron Valley. So Jesus and his disciples are gathered over here on the Mount of Olives and it is here that they're facing across this Kidron Valley looking at the amazing awe-inspiring beauty of the temple in Jerusalem covered with white marble overlaid with gold gleaming brilliantly in the sunshine of that day. It is here that Jesus speaks these sobering words to his disciples of what is yet to be revealed. And that is what this word apocalypse means, to be disclosed, to be revealed. And all of this ties into the whole apocalypse craze going on right now, right? Apocalypse is a theme you find a lot in literature, on TV shows, with movies, with video games. It's all out there, really prevalent right now in in our current culture. And they speak of such inspiring themes as the collapse of civilization. (laughs) Global pandemics that will destroy much of the Earth's population. Superstorms that will ravage the Earth, a dystopian rather than an utopian future for humanity. Happy thoughts, I know. So all of this aside, Mark chapter 13 is really Jesus' farewell address to his disciples. And it includes prophecy concerning the future with exhortation to those disciples for the day when their teacher, their master, their Lord and Savior will no longer be with them. And so Jesus calls upon his disciples then and now to take care. Take care that we are not deceived by the events of this world into thinking that the end has come. Take care that we are not surprised about the cost of discipleship in following Jesus. Take care, Jesus tells us today is a bright sunshiny beautiful November day it is glorious out there I hope you can get out and enjoy some of this weather because there probably won't be too many days like this left as we head into mid and late November remember what the weather was like about a week ago first part of last week overcast dark gloomy We will have our share of that, no doubt, to come. That can be a source of melancholy for lots of people. Seasonal affective disorder, that form of depression linked to the shorter, darker days of winter, starting to come on for folks. Chill in the air is a reminder of the colder weather to come. As the hours of daylight decrease, and nature itself looks like it's dying away with uh, vegetation and leaves falling. Looks like everything is shutting down in the world around us. And it is at this time, in this particular month of November, that the body of Christ, the church, reflects on our own mortality and on the end of this present age. Now, we'd probably prefer not to think about that. We don't want to dwell on that because it seems like a downer. We'd prefer not to think about what Jesus says here in Mark 13 because we only see it as doom and gloom. But you know what? As the disciples of the Lord Jesus, we need to be mindful of what he teaches about his coming again. As disciples of the Lord Jesus, we need to take heed of what he says will precede that great and final day of his coming again. False messiahs, wars and rumors of wars, nation rising against nation, kingdom against kingdom, earthquakes, famines, persecutions. The world remains messed up place. And we saw this once again, this past Friday evening in Paris. Our hearts go out to the citizens of Paris, the people of France, all who lost loved ones in that terrible terrorist attack there. Truth be told, if Jesus did not care about us, his beloved children, then he wouldn't have said anything about all of these things. But you see, because he loves us, because he has laid down his life for us on the tree of the cross, he has told us in love for us, Jesus did not withhold information. Sometimes in families, Sometimes in friendships, withholding of information occurs and sometimes with negative, even disastrous consequences. Parents may choose not to tell their children about those family secrets. Spouses may choose not to tell one another certain things they're not proud of. Friends may opt not to share certain information. Why? Because you want to protect our loved ones. And we also want to protect ourselves. But it often works out that our loved ones find this stuff out anyway. They discover it. They hear about it from somebody else. And then there must be a reckoning. Why didn't You tell me. Jesus takes the path of sharing that difficult truth of what is to come so that we would know. And in knowing that we may be prepared. Take care, Jesus tells us. So here is a call for faithful endurance for the perseverance of the saints. And you and I, together with believers in every time and place, we are God's saints, his set apart ones, the redeemed people of God. In that epistle reading from Hebrews chapter 10 today, we learn the saving truth Since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, our bodies washed with pure water, baptismal imagery right there, capital D, day, drawing near. So my friends, because we have this great high priest, our Lord Jesus Christ, who sacrificed himself upon the tree of the cross for you and for me, for all of our sins, we can persevere, we can endure, relying not on our own strength and power, but on his strength and power. Take care. Hold on. Hang in there. Jesus is coming because the cleansing blood of Jesus has delivered us from an evil conscience that accuses us before the Father, because we have been washed clean in the cleansing waters of holy baptism, we can persevere, we can endure in the faith, relying not on our strength, our power, but on His. Take care hang in there, hold on, Jesus is coming. So we're called upon to stir up one another to love and good works. And that's something we do for one another in person, by phone calls, cards that are sent, visits which are made, text messages that encourage one another to hold on, to hang in there, to remember and hold fast to the truth that our Lord, who has come and comes to us now in his holy supper, is coming again. Take care. Hold on as we stir up one another to love and good works. So then what is holding Jesus back from his promised coming again? What is the delay? We see all of these problems in the world around us that seem to grow more and more day by day. Where's Jesus? We ask. Why the delay? The answer to that is rooted also in the love of Jesus. We read in the Gospel lesson for today, as he tells us, and the Gospel must first be proclaimed to all nations. You see, Jesus, in his love, wants every people and language and tongue to have the same opportunity, the same blessing that you and I have had, to hear that good news of forgiveness and life and salvation that is ours in Christ Jesus, to have that same privilege. And so he's delaying his return until that good news penetrates to all those languages and tongues and peoples. There are still thousands of dialects and languages yet to have the good news of Jesus translated into them. The work remains ongoing. So this is not a time for for fear and foreboding. It's a time for boldness and courage and faith. The enemy would like nothing better than for the people of Christ to remain quiet and passive, locked in an atmosphere of, of dread and alarm. Even if we suffer for the sake of the gospel, For the child of God, this becomes an opportunity. Even standing before rulers who are hostile to that gospel message, we have the assurance that the very words God would have us speak at that time, in that place, before those very people, those words will be given to us in that very hour. So I ask you, what more could Jesus do for us than what he has already done? Take care, Jesus tells us. And so by the power of Christ that is in us, at work in us, let us Take care now in this time of grace that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we may be ready, we may be prepared. And as the prayer of the day put it, standing firm until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God help us to do this for Jesus' sake. Amen.